Time now to welcome our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Thanks, Chris. On behalf of Live From Here, I continue my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. This week, I return to one of my favorite American cities, Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Cleveland in February is not for the weak or chicken-hearted. <laughs> Through frozen temperatures, the wind whips off Lake Erie, down the avenues, and straight up your pant leg. They call it the Cleveland Hello. The closest they get to a sunny day is when the sky turns only kind of gray. The people of Cleveland understand this is no time for vanity. This is a place where the priority is staying warm. Not only do they wear big, heavy coats, but they insulate the inside of their bodies by eating as much food as they can find. They're like bears in football jerseys. This is why I'm here. Cleveland likes to eat. I like to eat. I like Cleveland. I started off at Slimans, which is a restaurant that specializes in corned beef. It opened in 1964 when the nation was on an all-fat and cigarette diet. <laughs> they were an immediate hit, serving corned beef sandwiches, corned beef hash, and corned beef everything. Today, as the nation has become more health conscious, they continue to thrive by not changing a damn thing. <laughs> the menu's the same, the waitresses are the same. And only recently did they remove the ashtrays that were attached to the walls next to the urinals. <laughs> Have you ever looked at a menu in a corned beef restaurant and your jeans started to unbutton themselves? <laughs> I have. I sat next to a group of police officers who look like they eat here every day. There were four of them filling up a table for six. Their uniforms were so stretched and tight that they looked like inflated balloons. When Debbie the waitress gave me a glass of orange juice, they all laughed as Officer Dan asked, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> it's February. Time to take your New Year's resolution, dip it in blue cheese, and wash it down with a milkshake. <laughs> Thankfully, my giant plate of corned beef and eggs came out, and they accepted me as one of their own, even giving me a nickname. Welcome to the club, Juicy Juice. From the good time they were having, I had to assume that crime in Cleveland isn't much of a problem anymore. <laughs> Officer Dan said, who knows? It's too damn cold for us to come out of the car and find out. <laughs> Another officer named Carl chimed in, I haven't gotten out of the car since 98 <laughs> on account of my gout. The corned beef was sliced super thin and the rye toast was perfect. If this is what caused Carl's gout, it was well worth it. Debbie came over and gave them all separate checks. Here you go, big spenders. Try not to tip in coins. I asked her to recommend another place to eat, and Officer Dan asked if I ever had real Polish pierogies that are lightly fried cheesy potato dumplings. I said I had. He said he didn't believe me. He said, I bet you never had real ones from a real Cleveland Polish tavern. I said, well, they're probably not much different than the ones I had in L.A. Have you ever been dragged out of a corned beef restaurant? shoved in the back of a police car and driven to a pierogi joint? <laughs> I have. We headed over to the Tremont section and after a couple of plates of baseball-sized pierogies, several large beers, and a kielbasa on the side, I was ready for lunch. 
My friends Sam and Dave, who were both Cleveland natives, picked me up. They wanted to celebrate Dave's birthday at his favorite Chinese restaurant for dim sum. I was a little concerned about the coronavirus, but Dave said, dude, this dim sum is so badass, they use the coronavirus as a condiment. <laughs> we walked into an authentic restaurant in Asia Town. Everyone stopped and looked at us as, they, as if they were surprised we found out the password to their secret hideout. After an awkward moment, we were welcomed, rushed to a table, and they started serving us food off the cart at a furious pace. Have you ever tried so hard to fit in in a Chinese restaurant that you accepted everything they gave you and ended up with a mouthful of chicken feet? I have. Why do different cultures decide, how do different cultures decide what to eat anyway? They serve chicken feet. My grandfather ate pig's feet. The French eat frog's legs. It's weird that what my, what, why, it's weird <laughs> when you can't talk on the radio. <laughs> We don't have time. It's weird that what may seem like a pet to you might be an appetizer to someone else. But no matter where you come from or how you were raised, the one thing we have in common is that every year we all eat a handful of spiders in our sleep. <laughs> a waiter came up and started yelling at Dave in Chinese. No one at our table understood what he was saying. A young boy at the table next to us translated. Apparently, we had parked too close to the door and we were going to be towed. Dave apologized, grabbed his coat, and ran outside. Once he was gone, the waiter laughed and said in perfect English, when he comes back, we'll sing happy birthday. <laughs> Have you ever been yelled at in Chinese by a scary man and realized this is just his way of telling a joke? I have. When Dave came back, the entire restaurant sang a broken English version of happy birthday. Everyone applauded. Dave was so happy he started to cry and ordered another round of chicken feet. We rolled out of there and suddenly Cleveland wasn't so cold anymore. I was fat, I was happy, and Cleveland had once again wrapped me up in its soul and warmed me up. I drifted back into my hotel and stopped at the fireplace in the lobby. It was getting late and my head was spinning. Someone was calling my name from the bar. It looked like my old friend Albert. The last thing I wanted to do was drink or eat anything but Albert rubbed his belly, adjusted his glasses, and said, come on, just one more. You never want to look back and regret that you didn't spend time with your friend when you had the chance. So I walked in, we raised a glass, had one more drink, and a bunch more laughs. The snow was falling harder, I was fading. The soft sound of a radio started to play from behind the bar. Albert stood up, struck a pose like Elvis, pointed toward the speaker, and said, they're on the air. As he turned and smiled, he said to me, now you get to bed. Have you ever thought you were in a hotel bar, but when you suddenly woke up, you realized you had passed out on a city bench in Cleveland with a chicken foot in your hand? I have. Thank you, Cleveland, and thank all of you. And until next time, this has been Tom Papa out in America. Thank you so much for that, Tom. Look at Tom's new Netflix stand-up special, You're Doing Great, streaming now.